Being a Christian woman and walking in God's calling for our lives can be a difficult task. With the world and pop culture telling us to be one way, and the Bible saying another, you kind of end up feeling like an other. Well, you're not alone. Join me now and my friends as we navigate life in our 20s and 30s, while making sure we live out our faith, embrace our femininity, and looking cute. We discuss pop culture, life, careers, relationships, and so much more. Prepare to be entertained and educated. I know you're going to love it. Join our movement and embrace being another girl. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Savannah. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another TCAP. Hello, hello, live studio audience. Um, welcome to the show. This is Those Are The Girls. If you are new here, we got uh, some new followers, and I noticed some of our listens have gone up. If you are new here and you've never heard TCAP before, you're going to love it. We're really going to talk about a lot of things going on. This week, I will say pop culture news has been kind of dull. Um, we're going to talk about, like, two ish things that kind of happened this week or I guess last week at this point because you're going to hear this on a Monday um and then we have a lot of really good stories um that we have that are we're going to cover um that you might not have heard unless you're in pro-life world but we're going to kind of we're going to give a different perspective that is the purpose of this podcast we're going to talk we talk about pop culture all of these different topics that all of us girls are talking about with our friends and we're giving like a different perspective you might hear some of these stories some of them in other podcasts but you might not hear the same perspective that we have so i'm excited to get into this savannah how has your week been so far my week has been great um it's been kind of colder down here still it's been it Mm. hasn't felt like florida for like two months so i'm kind of over that Mm. but i'm actually going to a wedding tonight for one of my friends so i'm really excited it's our first it's my husband and i's first wedding that we've gone to after being married and i feel like after being married you realize i don't know weddings just are different because you realize how much of a production it is to put on and like i don't know i've just made a you know commitment that i don't want to miss because like you i probably probably we have friends like all around the country and I've mm-hmm. missed a lot of weddings because I've just mm-hmm. been like oh there, it's too much like I don't need to travel there but like now after being married and realizing how important your wedding day is I'm like you know I think I am going to start traveling this one's local but I'm really excited so that's that's what our Friday night looks like what about you Mallory I want to comment on what you said really quick that's literally what I've been I think I started saying that maybe like two or three years ago really? I missed some of my friends weddings because like you like you I have friends all over the country right. and then it might have been after I was in someone's wedding and I just I, you know I don't have the perspective of like being there but I have the perspective of like mm-hmm. being like best friends with the bride and just yeah. seeing how big of a production it is but also just seeing like how important the institute of christianal Christian, Christianal, of Christian marriage is, and how I think, like, so the first wedding I was in, I guess it was two or three, two years ago at this point, maybe three years. Anyway, it was uh, two friends, was that the first wedding I was in? Yes. So the other wedding was in another, okay. So two years ago, I was in one of my, uh, well, technically they were both my best friends. We met, long story short, in Virginia Beach. I introduced them. 
not to brag. Um, and I got to give a speech at their wedding. Anyway, I remember um, most about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was you know one of my highlights of life. Um, and um, so yeah, so like I just saw like behind the scenes like how important marriage was, and like they're both a really good Christian couple. And I remember mm-hmm. my friend, his name is Brian. Uh, oh, actually, Erin, she was in everybody, uh, the last interview, she talked about relationships, and she talked about being engaged, and she's a Christian and a therapist, like, she huh. has a degree. Yeah. So it's a really good episode, if you guys haven't heard it, it's the episode right before this, When by the time you guys get this episode. So anyway, so um, Brian and I were talking about marriage, his marriage to Erin and everything, and he made a comment, like, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines that, like, our marriage is not just ours, we want to be a good example for other people like marriage is something that god has designed it is the cornerstone of our kind of society really it's very important not to say being single isn't important but marriage is very important so he was just making the comment like this so our wedding isn't just like something that we're going to do our wedding is going to be like a it's a ceremony it's um it's something deeper than just like come going to the courthouse going to get married like it's deeper than that exactly so I really, like, after that, I was like, you know what? He is so right. Like, I want to be more present. Now, you know, if you're listening and you're my friend and you live in California, I'm going to do my best. You know, don't, like, hold your breath. But I want to do my best. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, right. It's just about realizing how important it is. Yeah. That actually what you said about, like, your marriage being a message. I'm trying to read. I have a quote that I love on my dream board, but it's a little too far away. It's something like, your marriage is a message to those around you what are you preaching or something like that Ooh, it's something that's good. Like, and it's, yeah I mean, the same, same thing with single life but it's like whatever mm-hmm. whatever state of life you're in is a message to those around you the way that you yeah. handle it and so Ooh, being yeah, there yeah. For like being there for the you know the the start of someone's new life you know is mm-hmm. you know figuratively speaking is super important so obviously yeah. we can't obviously it's not realistic to probably make it to like every single person's but just to like have that in the back of your mind or like at yeah. least remember to like congratulate them send them gifts like all this stuff this is a huge moment and I think especially for us you know as Christians and as countercultural girls uh society doesn't like to celebrate marriage I mean yeah we, we like to show royal weddings whatever right but marriage like more than just the wedding society doesn't like to celebrate so whenever we can encourage people at the beginning of that you know when they're just getting started I think I've seen in my own life has been such a blessing for me and so I'm trying to you know pay it forward to other people yeah that's so good and you're right like it's really about being intentional so like you said you can't make every single one but like intentionally trying like putting forth an effort because it is important Mm -hmm. and even if you're a bridesmaid that's one thing I've been a bridesmaid in three weddings and actually I was asked to be bridesmaid in a fourth wedding but and you know being completely transparent I saw the way he like talked to it was actually made everybody in our friend group uncomfortable it's a long story I can do an episode about that it was actually I've never heard like a person that I know who's like refused to be a bridesmaid because yeah. of that so I that okay so I'll, yeah really I'll, <laughs> I'll say really quick so like it was I actually was friends with the guy first and then um he started dating this girl I really liked her she was cool and everything but I wasn't really that close to her and I think mm-hmm. she honestly I think she just needed an extra person because she asked me like maybe a month or two after she had asked everybody else I think she just needed mm-hmm. an extra person so I was like yeah sure but I didn't know them as a couple I was only friends with the guy so then she started mm-hmm. hanging around with us in our friend group and I just saw some people just aren't ready or some people 
are good people, but they're just not a good match. And that's okay. Like, it's not the end of the world. But, like, I just, the way he talked to her made me really uncomfortable. Um, You know, we, even with our church, we, like, had conversations with um our, uh like, not youth pastors. We were, I guess, young adult pastors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. About, like, it was just, like, a big thing. And, like, even our church was kind of like, hey, let's, let's slow it down because they were doing, anyway, I don't want to get too into that. But, anyway, so, like, I was feeling convicted. Like, I could not sleep. Like, it was actually, like, really weighing on me. Like, I was having problems sleeping. I, because he just really did not treat her like i'm sorry if you're listening and you know this could be controversial if a man raises his voice at you in front of other people especially red flag not the person for you he would do that in front of us and i'm like what is he doing when we're not there he could he could change he definitely could have some anger issues and the thing was i never saw him like once again he was my friend so i never saw that side of him so mm-hmm. it was just kind of weird to see that with him in a relationship. Anyway, so it just right. made me very uncomfortable. I was not sleeping. Like, I was, like, stressing over it. Like, I was having, like, it was weighing on me. And then I really thought about it. And I talked to, um like, a woman in my church who I saw as, like, a spiritual leader, mother type figure. And she was like, if you truly cannot get, like, if you, when you are someone's bridesmaid, you are saying you are going to be with this this couple you're going to support them you're standing before god saying you agree with their marriage you're standing before god and you are saying like this is like it's a big deal to be someone's bridesmaid that's another thing like we don't do i think properly in our society we just think oh yeah anybody i like no you don't want anybody you like Mm -hmm. up there you want someone who's going to stand with you throughout your life and throughout your marriage that's always going to you know your husband made you upset because he didn't take out the garbage when you really want to you want the friend that's going to say you guys are married talk to him talk to god talk to god talk to him you don't want the friend that's like oh yeah girl he didn't take out the garbage please Mm -hmm. like divorce him that's not who you want you want someone who's going to stand with you so my both of you yeah with with both both of you you. and you know who is at your marriage and like saw you guys you know, be bonded into one and stands with this. I mean, yeah, I I think that's, that's a huge problem with friends in general right now is that, um, you know, you know, they see married couples and like, they think, oh, uh, like, I want to be on this one's good side, or I want to be in 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 reality, if you have a healthy marriage to be on one of the couple's good side, to be on one of the person's good side is to be on both of theirs, because you guys, you're, you know, you're bonded into one. When you're you're one, so, yes. Yeah. And it's the two of you against the problem, not the two of you right. against each right. other. And um, so when she told me that, she was just like, if you're saying you're saying before God, you bless you, mm-hmm. you know, you support this marriage and everything. She's like, if that's not truly how you feel, you need to say something. So I called her. Well, first I texted her, which I will admit that was not appropriate. I was just so nervous. First I texted mm-hmm. her and then I was like, that's not right. So I called her and talked to her about it. And then I said, I can't, I can't do it. And that was so hard. I cannot express how hard that was. I felt so terrible because um, her twin sister dropped out and her grandmother said she wasn't coming. Oh, no. so that's the thing too. Like, red flag, well, red flag. If, if not, yeah. Yeah. If there's more than one people, you know, it's not, you know, you know, yeah. it's not. Too- yeah so like I feel like I was adding more stress to it and I I felt terrible but I was like I can't do this it was weighing on me anyway all that to say um marriage is serious I take it seriously so if you ask me to be in your wedding like make sure you know that I support your marriage like yeah yeah um I forgot why we were saying that but maybe someone needed to hear that marriage is serious accept bridesmaid (laughs) if someone asked you to be bridesmaids accept it if you truly believe that um that 
that marriage is going to be blessed by God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we were saying that because you were asking me what I was doing this weekend or how my week was. <laughs> and yep, I was like, yep. so, and then we got into that conversation. So yes, yes. And then you asked me how my week was. So my week, um, so today's my dad's birthday and then, or couple days before you guys hear this is my dad's birthday so we're celebrating his birthday it's my mom's birthday today that's so funny oh that's that's also yeah (laughs) and then another one of my friends her birthday's today and we celebrated her a couple days before too Uh yeah we threw her a surprise birthday which was super fun oh that looks fun yeah yeah so um (laughs) that has been how my week is my upcoming week is going to be fun too galentine's day are you doing anything with your girls for galentine's day So I was like really emotional about this yesterday because we normally, we normally do. Like last year we had this huge like painting party, like uh, pink all all over. Yeah. And we were going to do it again this year. And like, I mean, like this is not something that I normally say, but our lives are literally like we're planning multiple people's weddings right now. Like we're doing, people are having babies, all this stuff. So like we're already seeing each other so much for that and we don't have like an extra night to do that but but it was funny because I was texting in the group chat the other day I was like guys I'm so I feel so sad that we're not doing Valentine's Day so we'll see if something happens because I we're gonna continue it and then you know in the coming years yeah but this year for some reason everyone's lives are just like it's just like in transition and we're like helping each other with that transition and everyone's just like exhausted and like it's like I don't know about planning a whole Valentine's Day because yeah. we like to either like, go big or go home, you know. Like it's either gonna be like huge. It's not just gonna be like you know coming to someone's house and hanging out. If we're doing Valentine's Day, it's gonna be super fun. Um, but we'll see. That that might change. That might change. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Yeah. So um, I'm throwing a paint and pasta night. Um, That's so fun. That's so yeah. fun. I've seen videos of, we didn't do the pasta last year. That that would be super fun though. How are you doing that? Are people bringing pasta or are so, you? So yeah. So I've been going, I was going back and forth on like how we would do it. So um, yeah. everybody brings your own pasta. So I'm actually going to go to Sprouts. And um, for those who don't know, I'm trying to be healthy and do high protein. So I'm going to try to find like a good noodle that isn't like, pasta pasta and then I actually make my own alfredo sauce and it's so good high protein delicious um so I'm gonna like everybody's bringing their own pasta and then I got like they're pretty small but they're easels and um the paint things the thing you actually paint on Mm -hmm. it was like a pack of I think 20 for like 20 dollars something like that and then I a lot of my friends already kind of paint for fun so we already have the paint and stuff yeah and then everybody's wearing pink or red I actually the dress I have is actually red it's gonna shock everybody I have a red dress not a pink dress this time but it was something I already had and I hadn't worn yet and it looks really cute so I was like I'll do that um and yeah, we're doing that. And then I have like a cute little gift thing that I, I don't want to say. I don't want anyone listening um, to know um, any of my friends if they're listening. But I have a really cute little thing I'm going to give everybody. And then um, what else? I think that's kind of it we're doing this year. Last year we did some like goal setting stuff. But this year, I think we're just kind of just going to vibe. Yeah, no, that'll be so fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited I lo- for I it. I love Valentine's Day. I love the idea of that. And I've actually been telling... I have a lot, most of my friends, well, it's funny. 
because I just said most of my friends are either married or having babies. Half of them are, and then half of them are like single, like super, super single and like kind of struggling with that. And so I've been talking to them and I was like, one thing that I did because they're struggling around this time of year, you know, especially obviously like love is in the air. It's all over. Right. Yeah. And I love that this year, but I haven't always loved that. Yeah. Um, And so I was talking to them about it and I was like, one thing that really, really helped me in previous years was galentine stuff not necessarily Mm -hmm. just a galentine's party but realizing that love isn't love isn't just romantic like Mm -hmm. you have you have strong love between your friends there's in greek there's like three words for three separate words for love and only one of them is romantic love Mm -hmm. and so remembering that uh you know you have you have i believe it's filial love for god right no i'm not agape agape is love for god yeah Yeah, i I think Helium might be family. I'm not going to say the rest of them because I'm going to sound dumb because I haven't looked into this in a while. But there's three different kinds of love. And realizing that even if you aren't in a place where you have romantic love this year, you can still celebrate Valentine's Day. You don't have to, like, boycott the day if you're not, you know, if you're not in a serious relationship, if you're not married. Um, And so I've always celebrated with my girlfriends. And I think that it's a really healthy way you know, instead of being like, I hate Valentine's Day, it's like, no, I have so much love in my life right now. You know, I have so much love in my family life, in my friendships, you know, in in my passions, uh, in my love for God. So I love that idea. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I definitely, um, and you know, I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it because I want people to understand, like, I'm not one of those girls that, because there's people who got married at like, you know, they met their spouse at like 10 and they're trying to give it relationship yeah. advice, which there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But like, I want you to know, like, I'm not that person. So like, I definitely know how it feels to be like, ugh, the, these are the worst two weeks of the year. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, love is everywhere. But like you said, what's really helped me is like focusing on my friendships. I feel very blessed. I have some really good friends, like some friends that I know that genuinely yeah. love me. And that even if I never get married, I know that I will still be loved, not just by them, but also, you know, friends that have kids. Like I'm going to be in their yeah. lives too. Like I want to be mm-hmm. uh, helping them, like, you know, so it's not like it's the end of the world. And I think that's like such um, a more like you know you can admit obviously you know everybody wants to be wine and dine on valentine's day so you can admit that you can admit you know what i really wish mm-hmm. i did have a valentine but don't stay there you there's so yeah. many other yeah. types That's of love point. and like i just think that if you focus more on like your friendships right now in your single season you'll just feel so much more comfort at least that's how I feel like uh, over the last couple of months too like I've just grown really a lot deeper with some friends that I've like reconnected with a friend that I hadn't talked to in a really long time and I've like grown so much deeper my friendship with her and like it's a good godly friendship too so like really invest in those and I just feel like you'll just it won't be such a a burden for the like you're not gonna want to like hide these next two weeks yeah (laughs) Yeah, so, and yeah. I actually found there's six words okay. for love. I didn't know that. Oh, I thought it was so, three. I know. I thought it was three, too. So eros is sexual passion, like romantic love. Philia is deep friendship. Okay. Ludus is playful love. I don't really know. Maybe love of, like, kids. Um, agape yeah. is... It says on here agape, agape is love for everyone, but I'm pretty sure agape means love for God. Yeah, I think agape is used for God, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> pragma is long-standing love, and philiancia is love of the self. Interesting. So there, in English, there's one word for love, 
in Greek, there's six, which is just, I mean, it's mind-blowing because we know that there's a lot of things that the English language, like, doesn't fully grasp. And, like, love is one of them. And this is, Valentine's Day is a perfect time to remember that there's so many different ways to celebrate love in your life that are not romantic. Yes. Amen. So let us get into some stories because we have a lot to discuss today. But before that, I have a couple morning announcements. We are doing a Other Girls Share the Love Party, which is essentially we're going to get the supplies for an Embrace Grace box and make the Embrace Grace box um, at the U City Women's Center. And then we're going to donate it there. And we're going to kind of just like come together and do that. Second thing is we have our prayer walk April 6th with Love Life. So that is that week is going to be the other girls week. And then that Saturday is we're going to do the prayer walk. If you've never been to a prayer walk before, it is a great place to start. You are like, you don't have to interact with anyone. All we're doing is praise and worship on a separate side. And then we're going to go walk over to the um, facility. And it's the biggest one in the Southeast. And we're just going to pray. And it's a great first start. Eventually, I would love everyone to be a sidewalk advocate at least once or twice. Um, But if not, you can. You know, this is a great first place to start. Um, And then Patreon, this month's giveaway is this Bible study that I'm pulling out. It is called Worthy. It is Embracing Your Identity in Christ. It's so pretty. This is from Daily Grace. Um, And as a podcast, we're going to figure out how we're going to manage this. But we're going to go through this this, um, Bible study during the month of March, because March is Women's Month, and I really want that month for us to work on, like, the theme I do want it to be, like, your identity in Christ, um, just women things, like, your identity in mm-hmm. Christ, and let's be honest, we all struggle with that, we're women, it's, God made men and women differently, and that's okay, and something that every woman struggles with is their identity, so I want to talk about that, I want to talk about some health things, we're going to talk about, uh, we might do, like, a true crime episode about, like, a diabolical woman, we did, um, uh, the Thernos lady mm-hmm. a couple years ago and maybe someone like that. So it's going to be more women focused. And during that month, we're going to go through this Bible study, embracing your identity in Christ. Cause that's really where your identity should be anyway. Like, you know, yeah. your clothes, sure. cosmetics, all those things are just, they fade. They don't really matter. Your beauty, everyone be beautiful. Like not against it at all. I work hard to, you know, look at least halfway decent. So like, it's not, I'm not against it, but like, that's not where your identity lies. Your identity lies in Christ. So we're going to go over that. So you can win that. If you join our Patreon, you can join for a low $5 a month. Um, you'll be entered to win this month's contest. Um, you also will get a Patreon question when we have guests. The Thursday episode will also include a special Patreon question of early access to special events. And you'll get at least one new episode a month. So yeah, join the Patreon. Um, I'll link all that. All right, are you ready to get into some of our stories today? I'm ready. Okay, can you grab your mug and let us clink? Oh, that's cute. What does your mug say? Uh, it's a Christmas mug. It says "Making Spirits Bright." I haven't put them away yet, so <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. I right when you said clink, I was like, wait. <laughs> okay, ready and clink. Okay cutesy cutesy all right so first thing oh something that's happening this week by the time you guys hear this we'll already have a winner but i kind of obviously it's like a pop culture thing so i wanted to bring it up who are you going for um this year for super bowl so actually mal and i talked about this before the episode and i know i'm going for the chiefs and we have kind of similar reasons i mean i i know that you have 
more different two reasons, reasons. but yeah. I think that um well I just looked it up well obviously <laughs> Travis Kelsey is on the Chiefs and as much as like I'm sick of hearing about Taylor Swift I'm sick of whatever I hope her and Travis Kelsey work out because me too <laughs> no she has been through so many guys she's gone through so much heartache just as a person I hope they do I that's all I'm gonna say about that right and like <laughs> forgive me for loving love I'm sorry yeah, I, I love love <laughs> forgive me those of you who are rooting for her to like break up and make another album lame lame I'm sorry I yeah. love love sue me yeah <laughs> and then the other thing is that uh um I'm looking up his name right now uh I literally had it pulled up but the Butker yeah. guy <laughs> Harrison Butker um he's also on the Chiefs and Mal and I were talking about, because I think he's done, he's done a couple cool things, but he wore a tie that Live Action made that says, it's in Latin and I can't see it very well here, but uh, it says protect the vulnerable in Latin. Um, and he had a gold, the gold pin that said, that is the little precious feet pin. He wore this and it was like a huge deal uh, when he was standing behind Joe Biden at a press conference a while ago it was this was like six months ago but we like um you know created it for him and all this stuff and you can see like if you look up harrison bucker pro-life tie you can see him like biden's talking and you can see him in the back with this tie on it's just it's iconic i love i love when um high profile people share their beliefs in like in like very simple ways such as this, you know, because they know that there's going to be press there. They know that there's going to be a ton of photos taken. They don't have to go and shout, I'm pro-life, whatever. All you have to do is wear a tie. The tie's in Latin. Like, honestly, Biden probably didn't even see it or notice it. Um, but when the photo is shared, it's going to be news, you know, because it's going to be like, oh, what does his tie say? Oh, it says protect the vulnerable in Latin. Like, what does that mean? Oh, what does this pin mean? That's amazing. So he is amazing. Iconic. So I don't really pay attention to football, but there's two really cool players on the team that I'm rooting for this year. That is iconic. I feel like I heard this story, but, you know, I'm really a while ago. Yeah. And I'm not really a sports girly. I'll admit that. So, like, it probably went over my head. But now that, you know, for the next week or so, I have to be a sports girly. You know, right? I, um, now I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So, yeah, <laughs> that, he is the main reason that I am um, going for the Chiefs. Also, of course, you know, I love love, so I'm voting for Team Love. And then another reason. Let me explain something to you guys. I said this on my Facebook, and people laugh, but this is how I truly feel. I'm not a sports girly. I was like, okay, let me, at first I was like, I think I'm going to go for the, because I said I was going for the 49ers, and then someone's like, they were mm. in the, not the 49ers, the Chiefs. They were like, they were in the in the Super Bowl last year, and I was like, oh, that's true, they were, so I should go for the 49ers, because I like an underdog. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you will never believe this. The 49ers have also been to the last four out of five Super Bowls as well, so they both mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, they wow. both are good at winning, so I'm like... Yeah, and I know this is dumb, but they should give someone else a chance. I know that's not how sports works. I know that's yeah, not how sports I, works. I didn't know that. I mean, why aren't more people talking about that? Right. And like, what? <laughs> on other teams. Like, you can't yeah. let these same people. And um, so then I was like, okay, I can't root for the 49ers either. They've been tons of time. So then I went back to the Chiefs and then, you know, Butner and Kelsey. So I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm sticking with the Chiefs now. But that was my mindset. I did want, I typically like to go for the loser team, the team that 
isn't as good. Um, I don't know. That's just more fun. But yeah. now I'm going for the Chiefs. So and they're both red, okay. by the way. So yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna tell them apart. That's the other thing. I don't understand football anyway. My uh, husband played football in high school, so he really likes it. Yeah. Um, so he always understands it. But I like going to football games in person. Like me I too. Would, you know, like I love that. And I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl. Obviously, we're gonna watch it. It's one Sunday a year, and I love seeing the ads and the, yes, and the half show. show. Even because there's always there's always controversy. There's always something you know, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Yeah, there's always something newsworthy, and so I like to keep up to date on what the heck is going on there. Um, so at least the past few years, I definitely have watched it, but. Not necessarily for the football part. Yeah. No, literally. And the last party I went to last year was with some of my friends. And I think it was mainly guys there. And they would talk during the commercials. And I'm like, um, this is so awkward because this is the yeah, best like, part. Um, and y'all like, stop. The part I want to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally. I know. I remember that last year. I was with my some of my family down here last year. Like, they were vacationing somewhere. And I went down to visit. And then my brother came. And so, yeah. At, the halftime, I mean, my family's a little bit more into, like, the, the controversial stuff, you know, so the, yeah. the, some of them were interested, and some of them were just like, oh, this is when we go get our snacks. I'm like, no, this is what I care about. Like, I don't yeah. care about <laughs> And then, we was such a, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Like, our whole, well, everybody knew, at the party. Initially, I was like, oh, she's 100% pregnant. Yeah. I couldn't remember how long ago she had the baby, so I was like, maybe it was still, because, you know, sometimes yeah. not everybody bounces back that's right true, away. That's true, that's so, true. I was like, is she maybe it's still from the baby but then she like announced she's pregnant i was like oh okay but yeah that was like super like is she pregnant is she not pregnant ooh, that was ooh, iconic so, i love it was it. iconic i know it was, me too it was such a good performance and literally it went i think i waited maybe like 10 minutes and i was like okay everybody have a good rest of the night like i don't care about oh yeah rest. and you were like okay bye <laughs> yeah i was like all right bye i'll see it's everybody okay. later. <laughs> no literally i saw why i came so i'll see you later it's getting a little late yeah, um, I don't think I watch. I never watched to the end, really. No, no, I, I can hear about it the next day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our that's our sports segment. Um. I guess no. by the time you guys hear this, we'll have a winner. I guess tell us who you were going for by the time you hear this. Um. Yeah. Hopefully something cool happened, and like if something really cool happened during the Super Bowl, add it to the comments. Be like, oh, this cool thing that happened was I crazy. I like it well. I There's hope always- so. I- there's always something that people are talking about after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope something crazy happens. I hope it's very entertaining. That's as mm-hmm. a non-sports fan, that would make me want to be more involved, included in everything. Is if you know somebody pop culture-wise is something crazy. So our next story is really not a story. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll be about a week since the Grammys happened, yes. and this year's Grammys. I actually watched up until I want to say like nine thirty, ten ish, and then I was like, I gotta go to bed. Um, but I saw clips and stuff like that for what I missed. And it was actually kind of interesting. Um, Trevor Noah was a little boring, but he also wasn't mean. So I guess that's good question. Mark. But he, um, his comedy was in, and then, um, I liked some of the performance, not all the performances. And I was really happy. Um, Flowers by Miley won because she worked I really hard. I also loved that. I also yeah. And, you know, I saw it, I saw it getting a good amount of hate. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I have thoughts on that, but you can go first. (laughs) No, I think, okay, when the song Flowers, I feel like it came out around Valentine's Day last year, didn't it? It did. It did, yeah. You know, people were like, 
it promotes like an just such an individualistic society blah 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 like it like it downplays marriage it doesn't talk about anything about marriage like it literally all it is it's it's like i can be happy on my own and like i think that's a fine ideology to promote so i love that song i hated her outfit her outfit ugh, oh my goodness so the Did you like it? red carpet no i'm saying it was terrible the red carpet was awful so bad um but so i was like okay um so that's why i didn't like repost anything about it but but i thought it was great i think that's a great song i think it's you know it, it is women empowerment but it's not women empowerment in a bad way like women empowerment isn't always bad and that's yeah. what i feel like we've gone to so far of the aisle that it's like Tell them. oh women's empowerment has to always be bad it's like not really you know it's good to be happy single and yeah that's it what are your thoughts yeah, pretty much the same thing. Um, so she cha- did an outfit change to receive the award. I did like that one. When you get a chance, you should look it up. It looked, it was so I much need, better. To, yeah, I'll look it up. Her right red carpet look, not it, not it. But when she received the award, I really liked that outfit. And I love the song Flowers. And I agree everything you said, Savannah. It is not like an anti-marriage song. It's not. I saw someone post about how it was self-love. And I wrote this long paragraph to respond and then I was like you know what they're not gonna listen to me and I deleted it um but I was glad I got my thoughts out uh, even if yeah. I didn't send it yeah. but it's not it has nothing to do with like um ma- like it doesn't mention marriage the idea of flowers is to understand you don't have to have someone to enjoy your life especially after they have hurt you and not just exactly. hurt you like Hurt you like, oh, they were, the, no, but like the idea is like the person cheated, the person said some very mm-hmm. cutting things, and it's okay to be happy. That's one thing I think we need to do better. Like you said, we've like gone so far on the other side, and my, this is my thought as a Christian. You guys can, you know, leave, leave your comments if you disagree. I think one thing as Christians, like I have noticed, for example, like conservatives have really taken the extreme on just about every topic, and it's getting a little weird. Yeah. Um, I think as Christians, we need to stay grounded and like in the truth. So, mm-hmm. you know, if another time, like back when Flowers was popular, I made the comment, like it has nothing to do with, you know, self, like this over the negative self-love. It just has to do with like enjoying the season you're in and reminding exactly. yourself, if you really exactly. want flowers, you can buy yourself flowers. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, well, we're just so used to society saying, and I was like, I don't care what society says. Look at the art. Yeah. What is the art saying? Like, yeah. you don't have to yeah. add stuff to it. We gotta be better mm-hmm. just like being grounded. Like who cares what the society says? What mm-hmm. we're saying is this particular piece of art is saying X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's so, um, it's just something we need to work on as conservatives. And I, you know, people get fatigued being in, you know, conservative media for a long time and we can do another episode on that. But I think it's just best if we, you know, as Christians, like our call as Christians is going to be very different than all the other conservative mm-hmm. commentators. Like mm-hmm. as a Christian, you're going to sure. interpret things. You're going to say things. You're going to look at things much differently. Anyway, love the song Flowers. And last thing I'm going to say about that, because honestly, I really want to talk about Miley. That was the main reason to bring this up. Yeah. Um, she, during her acceptance speech, she said, told the story, and like, um, I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially she was saying, it's a story of this kid who's trying to catch a butterfly. And he's, the butterfly's flying, and he's like, reaching out, trying to catch a butterfly, and then he feels so defeated, he couldn't catch a butterfly. And he sits down, and he pouts, like, oh man, I didn't catch the butterfly. And then right when he sits down and he had stopped trying, the butterfly lands mm-hmm. on his nose. And Aww. that is such a good story. And she said that that's what Flowers was. Because this is Miley Aww. Cyrus's first yeah. Grammy, which is crazy. Right. I mean, she's which Hannah Montana. Crazy. And I was like, what? 
Yeah. Yeah. And she said, like, she's wanted a Grammy her whole life. Obviously, every if you're an artist, you want that. And um, she said that she's tried before, but then she was like, you know what? I'm just going to write this song. I like that song. I'm going to put it out. Mm-hmm. And then that's the song that got the Grammy. And it deserves that's- it. Love the song. Yeah. So I just like, and that's such a good lesson for us. Like, sometimes we're trying so hard to get something. Mm-hmm. And it could be what God has for us. We're trying so hard. We're doing all the things that we need to do. And then sometimes we just need to just, like, let it go. Let God be in control and just like take a step back and then you'll get the thing that you want. That's just a lovely story. I hadn't heard that because I didn't actually watch the Grammys. We don't have like the TV network that you need to actually watch some of those things live. Like some of them we can get, but some of them we can't. Yeah. Um, And so I didn't watch it live, but I was like watching all the like commentators and comments and stuff. So I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that story, but that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great story. Um, and anything else you want to talk about from the Grammys? I'm trying to think. I don't really think anything else. Yeah, me neither. I, okay, (laughs) I didn't think that, and I can't remember specifics, but, like, the outfits weren't that bad. Like, sometimes they're terrible. You know, like, they weren't that bad. Everyone was, like, hating on Taylor Swift's outfit. Like, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was, I mean, a little, a little bit strange how it was just, like, black and white. But, and everyone was like, what the heck was going on with her hair? Well, it was storming, right? Like, it was raining really, really hard. Fair. So, I figured it just kind of, like, got, and then, like, got like, Olivia yeah. Rodrigo's outfit wasn't bad. They were kind of, some of them were, like, more classy than I've seen like in the elegant. Past. Yeah. Yeah, more, like, elegant, which I was surprised about, but I was, I, I liked that. Yeah, me too. That Okay, that's another good point, too. I think I said that to my mom. I was like, a lot of the outfits were a lot better this year. Yeah, they're more elegant, a little bit classier. Wild. Yeah, they're normally yeah. like something totally out of the... And there, of course, were some that were totally out of the box. But like... Yeah, Miley. Some of the women, especially like the women that I that I know more, um, the outfits weren't bad, so... Yeah. And I do want to... So, what you said about Taylor Swift's hair, very good point. Because I'm not going to lie, I saw that and I was like, oh, girl, like... I saw that initially and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, did no one do your, like, what happened? But you're right. It was raining. So that's a, it was like, like torrential. Like people were like walking through. I saw like some like BTS and stuff of it. People were like walking, like people who like didn't have shoes on or like walking through all this. Like, I don't know. Where where was it? Where's the Grammys filmed at? Good question. Las Vegas? California. Or, or yeah, I don't know. Um, but know. anyway, somewhere out there in the West, um, yeah, it was like bad raining. So I figured that's okay. probably what happened. I'll give her a pass. I'll give her a yeah, pass. No. So Olivia's Rodrigo's hair was beautiful. So like, how yeah. did that happen? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and she got there late. So maybe like she was, Taylor got traffic or something. Yeah. So, and then yeah. she didn't get to have the, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, you know, she'll get the pass for her hair on this time. I do agree. Uh, and my best dress, if you guys, you, most people don't know this person. I don't know why, but Madison Beer is her name. Um, I think she looks so good. Um, I love she's young, but I can't picture her face. She has long brown. She's white, long brown hair. Um, I don't really know how else to describe her, but I loved her Grammy dress. Yeah, she has some. I think she has some really good songs. I will say she kind of sounds like every other pop girly. So I think, and she hasn't yeah. really done anything to like make herself different. Oh yeah, so she's I guess gorgeous. she looks gorgeous. She's yeah, this is what I beautiful. mean. Beautiful. They were it, the dresses were more classy. Like it's just yeah, more classy. It was than a classy they. affair this time, yeah. which I liked. Yeah. I and I like bold. I really do. But you can be bold and be classy. I will say this was a classy affair, and I wouldn't say any of the outfits were bold. But yeah. I do like that they looked good. 
I think you mm-hmm. can do bold and classy. I'm trying to, I want to say um, Lily Reinhardt's dress from um, the Met Gala, I think it was Americana, might have been bold and classy. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. I have seen bold and classy, but these mm-hmm. dresses were very good. I really liked them. Okay, we have so much to talk about. We got to move on. And I'm talking to myself, really, because I can go on and on about stuff. Oh, so we also are going to do, um, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to do one um, story, a tea cap of a, a African-American, a Black figure that you might not have heard of. So I'm going to try to do this one quickly. This is about Bessie Coleman. Um, I personally had never heard of her. I never heard and, of her name. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then how she died is very interesting, too. Okay, here we go. So this is from womenshistory.org. Bessie Coleman soared across the sky as the first woman of African-American and Native American descent to earn her pilot's license in the U.S. She is known for performing flying tricks, um, and her nicknames were Brave Bessie, Queen Bess, love that, and the only race aviatrix in the world. Her goal was to encourage women and African-Americans to reach their dreams, and this became her legacy. Though her life and career were cut short in a tragic plane crash, her life and legacy continued to inspire people around the world. She was born in Atlanta, Texas, which is interesting. I didn't know there was an Atlanta in Texas. I didn't know that existed either. In 1892, and she had 12 brothers and sisters. Her mother was a maid, and her father was a sharecropper of mixed Native American and African American descent. In 1901, her father decided to move back to Oklahoma to try to, to escape discrimination. Her mother decided not to go with him. So her mother and some of her siblings stayed in Texas. She grew up helping her mother pick cotton and wash laundry to earn extra money. By the time she was 18, she had saved enough to go to attend the Colored Agricultural and Normal University, which now is called Langston University in Oklahoma. She had to drop out because she could no longer afford tuition. That didn't stop her. At age 23, she went to live with her brothers in Chicago, and there she went to the Burnham School of Beauty and Culture in 1915, and she became a manicurist at a barber shop. Meanwhile, her brothers served in the military during World War I and came home with stories of their time in France. Her brother John teased her because French women were allowed to learn how to fly airplanes, and in the U.S., she could not. Her brother's stories, along with other news of pilots in the war, inspired her to become a pilot. She applied to many flight schools across the country, but no school would take her because she was both African-American and a woman. So a famous African-American newspaper publisher told her to move to France, where she could learn to fly. And since her application to flight school needed to be in French, she began taking French classes at night. Coleman was finally accepted into the Codrone Brothers School of Aviation in La Courtois, France, and she received her international pilot's license in 1921 from the some French place. She then returned to the U.S. Her dream was to own a plane and to open her own flight school. She gave speeches and showed films of her air tricks at churches, theaters, and schools to earn money, and she refused to speak anywhere that was segregated or discriminated against African Americans. In 1922, she performed her first public flight, by, she performed the first public flight by an African-American woman. She was famous for doing loop-the-loops and making the shape of an eight in an airplane. People were fascinated by her performances, and she became more popular in the U.S. and in Europe. She toured the country giving flying lessons and performing flight shows. All right, now this is her tragic end. 
On April 30th, 1926, she took a test flight with a mechanic named William Wills, and Wills piloted the plane while Coleman sat in the passenger seat. At 3,000 feet in the air, a loose wrench got stuck in the engine of the aircraft. Wills could no longer control the steering wheel, and the plane flipped over. Coleman was not wearing a seatbelt, and at the time, airplanes did not have a roof. So due to her unfastened seatbelt, when the plane flipped over, Coleman fell out of the open plane. She did not survive the fall. Wills crashed the aircraft a few feet away and also died in the accident. Her death was heartbreaking for thousands of people across the world. At her funeral, famous activist Ida B. Wells delivered her eulogy. Though she died at the age of 34, her legacy continues to inspire communities all over the country. In 1931, the Challenger Pilots Association of Chicago started a tradition of flying over Coleman's grave every year. And many aviation clubs were named in her honor, including the Bessie Coleman Aero Club, organized by William Powell in 1930s, and the Bessie Coleman Aviators, which formed in Chicago in 1977. And Mae Jensen, who was the first African-American woman that uh, went into space, had her picture in her pocket. So that was interesting. He did a lot. I know. And to be so young. Yeah, to be so young, and she was going all over the country to learn, and then, like, and then out of the country. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I I don't know. I think that it's interesting when you were reading that story. Like, people just in our culture today hate, hate difficulty. They hate adversity. They hate anything like that. They're like... I'm not going to be able to succeed because of this little thing. You know, that, that, that's not fair, but it's like, okay, look at a story like that. You know, she, the reason she was able to succeed was like, was because of her pushing through that. I don't know if she would have succeeded if it was so easy. Sometimes when things are so easy for us to obtain, there's not as much of a will to, you know, to get them. And so, and yeah it's it's cool that she had she had 12 siblings or whatever like that's awesome that's amazing like her mom was probably amazing and super super encouraging um yeah that's it's a really cool story yeah it was I had never heard it either and it's very inspirational because I mean just thinking about she learned a whole nother language to take that application to go to another country where she just she wasn't even fluent in the language to learn to do something she wanted to do and I guess like the biggest lesson out of you know, hearing something like that is like, when you want it bad enough, you'll just keep yeah. pushing, you'll keep working. Like yeah. every road step, she couldn't because she was African American. She couldn't because she was a woman. Yeah. She couldn't because mm-hmm. she needed to learn French. She couldn't because she didn't have any money. Like you, every road step, if you want something bad enough, you just keep going. And you're so right about like, sometimes we just really don't want to do the hard thing. I know myself, sometimes I get so exhausted of just always doing the hard things, but mm-hmm. um, you're right. I mean, a woman like, I mean, she pushed through, like, I just, the part that really threw me was when she said she had to learn French through the application. I was like, okay, this woman was determined. So that's really cool. Sad about how she died, because that's literally a freak accident. Very sad. That is is really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a super cool story. Love it. Yeah. So we'll do more of these one a week for the rest of Black History Month. Okay. So let's do our next story. The next two stories are... Um, honestly, sad and frustrating. So I'm going to play this video and then, um, it's the video you sent me and then Savannah and I are going to comment on it. 
access to abortion care that has allowed me to go to college. Actually, sorry, guys. Let me like. When I was a teenager, I accessed abortion care that has allowed me to go to college, to graduate school, to receive an MED, to teach, and to be a state representative. And it allowed me to have my children when I was ready, both physically and emotionally including the baby girl I gave birth to just last week. And for context, for those who have out LinkedIn and everything, if you haven't gotten a chance to look at this video, she's holding a baby, her child, while she's saying yeah. this. Savannah, what are your thoughts? I just, well, I just saw this last night. Um, yeah, she's a state representative in New Hampshire. I just looked to make sure that I was correct about this. Um, the... Like, it's such a short clip, but there's so much packed in it. She's she's perpetuating the lie. I mean, first of all, she's perpetuating the lie that you need abortion to be successful. And honestly, this kind of goes back to your past story. You know, this this woman, what was her name again that you were just talking um, about? Bessie Coleman. Bessie, Bessie Coleman pu pushed through so many adversities. She learned a new language so that she could get where she wanted to be. Mm -hmm. This lady killed her children so she could get where she wanted to be. Her child or children. I don't know how many abortions she had, but she she killed these children so that she could get where she wanted to be. And she's saying, oh, and and it allowed me to have a child when I was ready. No, she already has, like, she has children. She has other children that she chose to kill to be where she wants to be. So, like, Sure, she got to the place that she wanted, but is it worth the lives of these children? And that's just the crazy thing to me is that people, some people like her will admit that the deaths of her children are worth being where she wants to be in life. And I don't think, I don't think that should be something that any woman has to, has to deal with. I don't think that should be something that is an option for any woman. And that's why I'm completely for completely banning abortions in the United States. Because when you, you know, when you, when you talk to him, when you, when you look at it, the way that the lies that Planned Parenthood pushes, the marketing Planned Parenthood pushes, really tries to convince women that it's not killing their child, you know, or even if it is, you have to do this to get there. This is not empowering women. It's the opposite. It's saying you're so weak. You can't. You can't have a baby and do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. It's just such a such an anti-empowering women movement. And you see it in a video like this. Like, it's just, it's obviously ironic that she's carrying her little baby who she had a week ago. And um, you know, and, and saying this stuff. But the other thing that it makes me think about is it's like, okay, you're a week postpartum. Like that's that's crazy that you're up and about doing this. But think yeah. about, like, you're strong. Like, maybe you could have done that with your other kids. You know, oh, you wow. could have done that with Good your point. other kids. Why are you saying that you couldn't have? And that's what I hate about this is people are like, I needed to kill my baby to succeed. I couldn't have done this. It's like you're totally, you're putting yourself down, like, so much. You're saying you're so much weaker than you actually are because you're showing through that Then you are a really, really strong woman. So, I don't know. There's so many things to unpack in there. It's, I mean, it's obviously just lies of our culture too, but I thought that it was just a very telling video. I agree. Everything you said, I 100% agree with. I have thought what you've said, like, 
I've thought long and hard about the idea of like it's an anti-woman empowerment movement. Um, so I want to talk about that first. The idea that um, you can't do something in general isn't positive. Like that's not like a exactly. you got it, girl. That's not a positive. Exactly. And then the idea that something that like at the end of the day, whether women want to admit it or not, whether you are called to do it or not, doesn't matter. But like our bodies were designed to do this. You mm-hmm. might sure you might not be called to do it, but your body was designed to do this. Mm-hmm. If you are pregnant, then it's it's safe to say you were called to do this. Right. So um, the idea that we would tell women that the one of the things that your body was designed to do, that women, millions of women, billions of women have done for thousands of years, the idea that you cannot do that is not empowering. It's not, I think not she went all. up there trying to be like, rah, rah, I am this great warrior. No, you're telling women that they cannot do something. Yeah. I also love the point you made that like the fact that she's a weak postpartum up there, that's crazy. You're right. That is crazy. So she is strong. Like it's not like she right. couldn't have done it. And the other thing I want to say is like this, why women like buy into this really goes to like foundations. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, why do I believe like certain things that people who we should be on the same page, but we just don't believe. I think women who truly believe like you can't do this with a child, it goes to the foundation of like how we see children. And like, I don't, I think it does not mm-hmm. do the pro-life movement a good service to be like, oh, you have a child and everything's better. You know, I wake up, I saw this tweet the other day, I wake up whenever I, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I wake up whenever I want. And I do this whenever mm-hmm. I want because my husband pays right. my bills. Okay, that's not realistic. I'm it's sorry. Realistic. When, when you have children, you don't wake up whenever you want. Um, yeah. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. And that goes back to, back to Bessie once again, like what you said, like our culture kind of doesn't want to do sacrifice right now. Our culture is like, ah, yeah. I'd rather things be easy. But like, anyway, it goes mm-hmm. back to the foundation of like, how do you view like children? How do you view family? How do you view like human beings? Like, are human beings like the idea of a human is that a net positive a net negative and i think that is really what this all boils down to is like how we how people view human beings and like if you truly think that you can't do something like you know i could not i would not be successful if i didn't have to murder my own child like that is just such a a unempowering such a negative such like a terrible view of like humanity essentially um and and the other thing is like to to do what to be a state representative i'm not i'm not putting down state representatives i'm saying that was worth it like was that really worth it because also you can just tell people's tone of voice like i i watched this tiktok the other day that is, is true like it made me think a little bit it's like you can tell when a woman's being properly loved. Like you can, you can tell when a woman's mm-hmm. happy. Like women can tell when women are certain mm-hmm. things. Um, there and there's there's a few there's a few other things about that. And I I could just tell by her tone of voice. I don't think she's happy. You know, I don't think she's no. happy. I don't think she's happy about this. I think she's promoting an agenda. And the other thing that it made me think about was, um, that well, there's so many so much I can say about this. But to keep it short, <laughs> I was I've been. I think that I think that our culture, even the Christian conservative culture, has a tendency to tell women that, oh, just do this right now because once you have kids, you won't be able to do it. And that mm. scares people. That really scares mm-hmm. people. Or once you get pregnant, you won't be able to do this. And 
I've been told that by people throughout my life, you know, just be, oh, oh, go ahead, travel now, because once you have kids, you won't be able to do that. And they're well-meaning people. And it's like, yes, my life is going to change, of course. But I was, I've even been told by people, oh, once you're pregnant, like you should, you know, you shouldn't be traveling, you shouldn't be doing all this stuff. And it's like, I'm doing it, like, and it's fine. And like, it's my choice to do that. And we're promoting choice, like true choice that doesn't involve killing children. And uh, Autumn, Autumn Higashi actually talked about this. Uh, I don't know if you follow her, but yeah. that's not her new last name. But she talked about yeah. this because she chose to stop working while, when she got pregnant. And all these pro-choices were like, ha, huh, you proved that you can't do it. You can't work and be pregnant. You can't do it. You've been telling women you can do it. She's like, no, I, I showed that we have a choice. Like, I showed that I'm advocating yeah. for women's choice. Yeah. And she chose to stop working. I chose to keep working and keep traveling. Obviously, it's changed a little bit. It does change. You have to work with your body. You have to see what you can do. But this, it's its just this attitude of pushing women down, saying women can't do this. And it's the opposite of what women empowerment should be. So I feel bad for this woman, but it's, it's just, it's upsetting, upsetting to hear and upsetting that people see that as empowerment because we can do so much more you know like yeah. as women our bodies were designed to have children and as women were also designed to be multitaskers you know our brain goes a million different places like we're designed to so i don't know i guess what i'm saying is i think that sometimes uh christians and conservatives have leaned too much to the part of do this now while you don't have kids like you're not gonna be able to do it anymore it's like that's actually also telling women that they can't do something like if we're all for women's choice just let women choose like do we really trust women because neither side is really you know saying that they are so anyway that's my little soapbox moment but i've been thinking about that lately no i think you're so right in that um especially with um like we have to be honest like i said and like you said we have to be honest sure traveling is going to look different but you can mm -hmm. still travel I mean, exactly. you go on planes and there are people on planes. It's not mm -hmm. the end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, you can still do things and we have to be more honest with that. And one other thing I want to say really quick, because um, we are running out of time as we always do, um, <laughs> about the mom. Um, one thing that has helped me have a little bit more patience and compassion for pro-choice um, people in general is I truly believe that like a lot of people might not really be actually pro or like they recognize what they did was wrong but it's so hard to like admit that so you go mm -hmm. so hard the other way you start to mm -hmm. be such a, a stronger pro-choice advocate because it it hurts too much to realize like what you did was wrong and i can kind of pick that up on her i don't know her full story i don't know anything about this woman yeah other than this awful clip but i can that is the vibe i'm getting from her like the, at least mm -hmm. that's the vibe she's putting off that she's regret or she hurt it hurts her she regrets it but she's pushing that down as far as she can and going so much further the other way because it's you can't confront that because when you really think about what you've done i'm sure it's an awful feeling and unless you you know it's repent worst, and you're healed I mean. yeah and unless you repent and are healed by jesus like i don't you you won't feel better you just won't mm -hmm. yeah it's the i mean it's the worst thing like i can't imagine like as like being pregnant right now like I can't imagine if previously I had and I don't I don't think that like women obviously they don't 
they don't perform the abortion procedure, right? I don't, I don't think this is a whole nother conversation, but I don't think that they should be jailed. Uh, I think the doctor should be, but you had consented to allow your child to be killed. And then like throughout your whole nine months of the next pregnancy, you're thinking about that. Like we just yeah. we can't block that out. And so it's just, it is so sad. And that's why we have abortion healing. That's why we have programs for abortion healing because it's, you know, it's, synonymous to healing from murdering someone like Mm -hmm. that guilt is something that I don't know how anyone can live with so yeah it's it's difficult it's difficult to see you know and it's sad to terrible to see but yeah I agree I and I will say we definitely should do an episode I don't necessarily think I think eventually there should be a punishment we don't have to get into that but I definitely don't know if like and I think it would definitely have to, it's the people like that. I don't know if you've seen the lady, come with me as I get an abortion. Like oh, yeah. people like that absolutely <laughs> need to be punished. It's just a, but the thing is you got to fit. like, it, it's so nuanced right now, yeah. for sure. Let's do something about these doctors. I know that. Right, like, right that, now, I believe, like, do something about yeah. these doctors. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so yes, I, everything you said, I agreed with. Um, so our next story is kind of two stories in one. Sorry, I'm like kind of rushing now because I really want to talk about these stories and we're oh, almost at an hour. Okay. Um, and I don't want to rush. Yeah. And I don't want to rush through these two stories because I think they're very interesting and they're kind of connected. Um, so they're kind of one big story. So this first one I'm going to read is from NBC News. Everyone be prepared. You're going to be shocked. Texas, this is a headline. Texas attorney who poisoned pregnant wife with abortion medication sentenced to i'll wait a second you say how long do you think this gentleman who let me read it again poisoned pregnant wife with abortion medication everyone pause how long do you think he got sentenced to jail i'll give you a minute 180 days in jail here we go mason herring's estranged wife told a court that her now one-year-old daughter has developmental delays and attends therapy eight times a week. A Texas attorney who pleaded guilty to slipping abortion medication into his pregnant wife's drinks was sentenced to 180 days in jail. Catherine Herring, the estranged wife of Mason Herring, told a Harrison County court Wednesday that the sentence was not strict enough. Their now one-year-old daughter has developmental delays and attends therapy eight times a week. Quote, I do not believe that 180 days is justice for attempting to kill your child seven separate times. He's accused of drugging her drink. Seven times? Yes. He is accused of drugging her drinks he gave to his wife of 11 years after learning in 2022 that she was pregnant with their third child. A complainant states that at the time, the pair was separated, but had agreed to attend couples counseling. She told the police that during a counseling session, she told her husband about the pregnancy, and he had a negative reaction, and after that evening, he sent her text messages expressing that he was not happy about the pregnancy and did not know what to do. He allegedly told her that the pregnancy would ruin his plans and make him look like a jerk. Their counselor suggested the two spend spring break apart. The wife told authorities that her husband began to talk to her about her hydration and how she needed to drink more water. On March 17, 2022, he brought her breakfast and water and said he would not leave until she drank the whole cup, according to the complainant. 
She noticed that the water looked cloudy, but her, her husband said it's because the cup or pipes were dirty. After drinking the beverage, she became severely ill and experienced cramping. She began to bleed and she went to the emergency room. Suspecting that her husband was trying to poison her, Catherine Herring said she set up cameras around the house. She told police that on six other occasions, he gave her beverages mixed with abortion medication, but she did not drink them. She also gave authorities videos that showed Mason Herring mixing a substance into her drink and throwing away trash from his car. She told authorities that she went through the discarded trash and found packaging for a medication that contained misoprestol, we've talked about this on that podcast, which is used to induce abortion. Mason Herring, who was a Houston attorney, according to the AP, was initially charged with felony assault to induce abortion. He accepted a plea agreement on charges of injury to a child and assault of a pregnant person. In addition to 180 days in jail, a judge ordered him to 10 years of probation and barred him from having contact with his estranged wife and their one-year-old daughter. Now, everyone take a minute to let that sink in. You want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first on this one. I keep going first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, okay. I So I saw this headline on Twitter and I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm misunderstanding the headline. There has to be more to this. Like, mm-hmm. there, this is impossible. Um, no, I read the story and it is true. This gentleman tried to, well, this person tried to drug his pregnant wife with abortion pills um and just only got 180 days in jail so the first thing i want to say is like that is absolutely diabolical that is so disgusting and then his argument was it'll make him look like a, it would ruin his plans and make him look like a jerk that this is in quotes by the way would ruin his plans and make him look like a jerk so that means he said that to her in a text message and i that's just so i mean what a a terrible human being good on her for like you know, having the cameras good on her for, you know, realizing something's off and not drinking the other drinks. Um, I, that's, I mean, that is good discernment on her part. And I'm so glad that he cannot have contact with her. And as much as I think children need their fathers, I do think this is an example of a man not being a man. And that one-year-old daughter, like he tried to kill her. That one-year-old daughter does not need to be around this man. I also think Um, And this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about, like, people's view of humanity. I also think, like, the fact that you would do this to your own child just says so much, like, such a low view that he has of children and such a low view he has of her. I, like, he was, essentially, he was poisoning the child and he was poisoning her. I just can't imagine, like, what could have happened that would make someone, you know, do that or, like, be like that. Um, that's just so crazy to me. This is just such a wild story. And he got such a very low sentencing when we have, which is the story that's connected. We have pro-lifers that are praying out, um, and they, you know, are in jail for 10 years, you know, or pro-lifers that are peacefully sitting and then they go to jail for like 10 years. Like, it's just so crazy that this is how the justice system has panned out I guess is what I'm trying to say what are you thinking yeah I mean that story just shows abortion is a man's game like 
this is just obvious, like, well, first of all, a couple things. And I could I could be incorrect here, but I mean abortion is illegal in Texas. Um and after six weeks, right? Yes. I, they do have a weird thing about the pills. He can just go across well, the I don't know. The that's the yeah. thing. All the states have a weird thing about the pills. Like you yeah. can, that's that's the issue that I have is that well, obviously, I mean the issue is that there there is abortion, but um yeah, I know. I had a friend who like who tried wanted to see if it would happen. He he ordered abortion pills to his house. Men aren't getting pregnant. How are men allowed to be right. ordering abortion pills? Like you need no prescription, you need nothing. You can literally go online and order the abortion pills. And he did it seven different times. Like what? It's just I mean, to anyone who who wants to look at this with any sort of logic, and anyone who's saying this is a woman's right, at least make it so that only women can order the pills. Like, this right. is, women, uh, uh, like, okay, like, at least, like, this is something that even pro-abortion people should agree with. This woman wanted her child. She was getting her, she was possibly going to have her child stripped away from her many, many times. She was hospitalized. Like, I didn't, so the child survived this? So she must yes. have probably only drank in, like, the first water. Um, but and, yeah, so yeah, so and she, it probably so, wasn't as sorry. Really quick, it probably wasn't as potent in dropped in one. I don't know the full, but I'm guessing because it probably wasn't as potent in the in the first drop. And so the child does have developmental delays. Right, it has to be in therapy. So like that's the biggest problem, or like not the biggest problem. Like that's a, a point that she wanted to make that like her child still was affected by almost yeah. dying. Yeah. Well, and and um so it it seems to me from the story that he was trying to get he was giving her the first pill which basically strips the uterine lining and induces labor. And so that's probably what was happening and so she's probably having contractions, having to go to the hospital. Um it's just I mean it, that is a wild story. It's wrong on so many levels and the fact that he gets what what's 100 days? A couple months, a couple months in yeah. prison for yeah. trying not once but seven times to yeah. murder your child. Like, why isn't this all over? Why isn't this just, why isn't this completely banning abortion pills in the United States? Or at least making it so that a doctor has to give them to you. You can go online and order them. I can go online and order them right now. My husband could go online and order them right now, right? I'm 27 weeks pregnant, you know? He could give them to me and obviously they wouldn't work right, but they would really harm my child. Obviously he would never do that. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I'm saying, you know, at the very, very least, men shouldn't have access to this. Come on. Like, if we're all about women's rights, this is stripping her of her rights. This is stripping her of her rights to have her child. Like, oh my gosh. There's, yeah. there's so much wrong with the situation. <laughs> I, yeah. I had that. When did this happen? Just recently? Um, yeah, this is recently, which is also crazy to me. And I hate to be like, why? I, I hate when people go, why isn't anybody talking about it? Because, you know, if you don't know about it, you're not going to talk about it. But um, it's also kind of like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Why did I have to read this on Twitter? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this happened. Let me see. This happened. No, that was that's the other story. This happened. Uh, um, I think like last Friday, maybe. Or like this yeah. week. February. Oh, this article I'm reading is from February 9th. So it. Oh. Wait, so February I think 9th? it happened like yeah. two days ago, but like still, okay. 
when they were on trial in my head, I'm like, why? Or when he was arrested, like, this is something that you would think would be on the news when the person was arrested. Right. Um, so it's just absolutely crazy story. And the reason why this is so crazy is because um, our next story I'm going to talk about are the six activists who were convicted of illegally blocking an abortion clinic in Tennessee. And, you know, these people are, so like he gets 120, I'm sorry, 180 days, which I'm sure he's going to get out early because good behavior, blah, 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 that no one ever stays in jail for that right amount of time, for the amount of time they were given. So he's getting all this for attemptive murder. And then Mm -hmm. these people who we're going to read what they've so, what they've done that is just so terrible. Um, And I'm actually going to be reading from the, um, from AP News. And I'm going to read this because obviously they're not like pro-life and I want to show like, we're just going to show you how they are going to spend things. And then like, even how, what they're going to say, like I, I, um, I looked at some of the, like some of the wording they had, it still doesn't even sound that bad. (laughs) And they're still Mm -hmm. like, Oh wow. And they're getting how long. Okay. So this is from AP news. Six activists convicted of illegally blocking abortion clinic in Tennessee. A Tennessee jury has convicted six anti-abortion protesters of violating federal laws after they blocked the entrance of a reproductive clinic outside Nashville nearly three years ago. The jury's decision handed down late Tuesday after a week-long trial marks the latest development in a case that has been closely watched by conservative groups of unfairly targeting abortion opponents by using the 1994 federal law designed to protect abortion clinics from obstruction and threats. Reproductive law counter reproductive rights supporters counter the law known as the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances or the FACE Act. We have done an episode about this. We've had um, Kristen come on and talk about this because we know other people who are currently sitting in um, prison now for the same thing. Um, it is more critical than ever to shield abortion providers from violence. This is what this article is saying. At issue is a 2021 blockade held outside the reproductive clinic in Mount Tennessee in Nashville nearly a year before the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The event was organized by anti-abortion supporters who used social media to promote and live stream actions that they hoped would prevent the clinic from performing abortions according to the court documents. Prosecutors say participants stationed themselves throughout the office building where the Caffrey Free Health Clinic was located and later several began recording themselves leading a rescue, a term known amongst anti-abortion activists as dissuading women from obtaining abortion. Prosecutors added that videos from the day showed people blocking the entrance and others attempting to engage with police as a delayed tactic. Around 20 people attended the blockade. While a federal jewelry initially indicted 11 people who participated, six were convicted, um, and those are Chester Gallagher, Paul Vaughn, Heather Idoni, Calvin Zastro, Coleman Boyd, and Dennis Green. They face up to 10 and a half years of prison and fines up to $260,000. Their sentence hearings will take place July 2nd. Quote, these defendants knowingly chose to violate laws they disagreed with. The jury's verdict today is a victory for the law of rule in the country and a reminder that we cannot pick and choose what laws we follow. Um... The attorneys representing the defendants say they plan on appealing the convictions. The legal team has described the 2021 demonstration as a peaceful life-affirming gathering and accused the Federal Justice Department of prosecuting pro-life activists ever since the Supreme Court's landmark of 2022. There have been, if I can find those, there have been data to show that they have ramped up um, things 
against pro-lifers. Yeah. We can talk about it in a little bit. This was a peaceful demonstration by entirely peaceful citizens. Let, let, let me tell you what they are going to 10 and a half years and facing $260,000 for doing. This is what they're doing. This is what they did, everyone. It was filled with prayer, hymn singing, and worship oriented toward persuading expecting mothers not to abort their babies. Before, before Roe was overturned, the Justice Department oversaw just a handful of face act violations. In 2021, just three cases involving three defendants were charged. In 2020, the agency handled just one. Listen to this. By 2022, that number jumped to 11 cases involving 29 defendants. Last year, there were 10 cases and 22 defendants. So there has been an uptick. Um, and once again, I want to just read, like, they're going to get 10 and a half years of prison. They're faced up to 10 and a half years of prison um, for peaceful, life-affirming gathering. And um, they prayed, sang hymns, and worshipped, as well as persuaded mothers to not abort their babies. Whereas we heard from the um, gentleman who tried to poison his wife with an abortion pill abortion medication um seven times and he is getting 180 days in jail how crazy is that yeah um i mean i think that we all know to some degree that we're being persecuted because we know that this isn't just a this is a spiritual battle battle like we are being persecuted but i think that it's really telling how drastic the, you know, how drastically different it is, you know, and how any, any reasonable, logical person regard, you know, if this wasn't pro-life or pro-choice, if this was someone on, you know, that had tried to kill his child versus someone who was praying, right? Like, if it had nothing to do with, like, politicalness, like, this would be unthinkable. It'd be the opposite. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm not, super surprised just because we see this but i am surprised at how drastic the difference is and how they're getting away with this you know yeah i agree i think it's it's this is just the time that we live in i think it's very important mm -hmm. to stay as people say prayed up and bibled up we need to be reading mm -hmm. our bibles we need to be praying and you do need to be gathering with the body of believers doing something this is the time like we really need to focus on relationship with god because this is kind of the direction we're transitioning into and it is i mean such a stark difference it is startling and i am kind of surprised that more people aren't talking about this which once again i hate saying that like why is everybody talking mm -hmm. about this but it is kind of surprising that like even pro-choice just have to realize that like this is a little out of hand right like this right. is it's getting and you know <laughs> i don't Right, to say the least. And I don't want to, you know, I believe repeal the FACE Act. And I'm not saying that this should happen, but like, you know, two years in prison and 180 days in jail, still crazy stark difference. But like, you know, makes a little bit more sense for praying, for singing hymns. Like, mm -hmm. if we think just even using like your logic, like praying and singing hymns gives you 10 and a half years in prison. Yeah, now, it's just... It there's, uh, it's obvious it's another motive. If it was praying and right. singing hymns for anything else, nobody would look twice, you know? Right. Right. And like, you know, if it was, and they were in there and then they started stabbing people, okay, yeah. sure, lock right. them up. Like, that makes sense. But just 
standing and like like that's this is just so crazy and i think this also just reminds you you know i don't want and i also don't want people to hear this and get like scared because like i said we're have, going it to is. love and life like, that's the other thing like it could you know this could have been any of us yes and um you know but i i don't want you to be scared like i understand why it's scary i just i don't want mm-hmm. anyone to feel scared because at the end of the day like what is right is right mm-hmm. um and i will say this like obviously this would never happen at love life because they that's not how love life does things but let's say you were to you do feel called to this and you're getting nervous there are organizations that you can work with they have lawyers on you know something like this happen they have lawyers on speed dial like it is like if this is something that you feel called to do it is absolutely possible Mm -hmm. but if it's not something you feel called to do you know you can support those who do these people are going to need um obviously they're going to probably they already have lawyers and stuff but like they might need like other supplies there's people who we know that are in jail now um pow at p-a-a-u no, yeah p-a-a-u yeah, just, yeah. on instagram <laughs> yeah. yeah they have ways that you can reach out to people who are already in jail and you want to like email them or whatever so there's a lot of things that we can do to like help support people who are doing this but like this is something that i think should not necessarily be in the back of your mind because i really don't want people to be like oh i can't do any pro-life stuff i'm gonna go to jail like i don't want you to feel that way it but i do want you to recognize like that we live in a time where like sometimes doing the truth and doing the right thing is hard sometimes you have persecution and you know christian christian like we we also live in a time where like people are paralyzed by fear especially ever since COVID. but it's like uh, like, you know, early Christians were killed for, like, tens of thousands of them were killed for standing up for their beliefs. That doesn't mean we stop standing up for our beliefs. That doesn't Correct. mean we stop doing what's right. Correct. It, you know, it just means that we are being persecuted. And, and people you, are like, yeah. oh, you can't say you're being persecuted. Like, Christians in the Middle East are being, okay, yes, I understand they are. This is persecution. This is modern-day persecution, you know? Sending right. a pro-lifer to jail for 10 years is modern-day persecution. Right. And what reason why I'm saying, so, and because we know this happening, the reason why I'm saying you got to stay in your Bible, you got to stay, you know, prayed up and, like, with other believers, the reason why I'm saying that is because it's not going to change. Like, I think another misconception we have with Christianity, and then we got to wrap it up, but another misconception we have with Christianity is, like, oh, I'm a Christian now, so, you know, everything's going to be better. Like, oh, the sky is going to be brighter. And sure, but, like, the Bible tells us we're going to be persecuted. The Bible tells us we're going to have challenges. So the idea isn't to, like, get rid of those challenges. The idea is to have God walk with us in these challenges, to have him help us be in our heart, to change us, so that when we are persecuted, so when, you know, these people are in jail, that is... Sure, it's. I, I cannot imagine going to jail. That sounds like one of the worst fates yeah, yeah. imaginable. Okay. Um, I like, you know, that just sounds awful. So I'm sure they're having a tough time. But ideally, because they have read their Bibles, because they have um been prayed up, because they have good community, they're able to get through it with God by them, and it's not the absolute end of the world. And I'm sure they're like um Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just yeah. like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, so that is today's stories. A good mix of pop culture. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Um, we're at an hour 15. I'll try to do the outro real quick. Um, but mixture of pop culture, mixture of um, pro-life news. Let us know any of your thoughts. Let us know uh, about Super Bowl, Grammys, if you liked any of the outfits of the Grammys, if you kind of got the vibe of classiness. Let us know how do you feel about the idea of, like, it's women empowerment to kill your children. Mm-hmm. Also, let us know had you, like, the Texas man and then these pro-lifers that have been jailed do you think this is 
the trend, like how um, society is going to be trending now? Do you think that these are just like weird one-offs? Do you think that like this is just um, if you have ideas of like okay, should how should we fix this? Anything like that? Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. I'll also add some questions on the Spotify. Um, Savannah, anything you want to add? Anything cool coming up that you want to invite people to? I don't know. Um, I <laughs> I didn't think about it. Um, sorry. <laughs> you're good. I mean. There in March, there the Supreme Court is hearing the abortion pill case, so I'm sure keep an eye out. I'm sure there's going to be stuff going on in regards to that. Um, and then in June, there's going to be the Celebrate Life Day, which is the anniversary of the Dobbs decision. I don't know if I'm going to be there because I'm due in May. So if the baby comes beginning of the May, beginning of May, I'll probably be there. If baby comes end of May, probably not. Who knows though. <laughs> Yeah, how women you can't do things. So, Amen to um, that. <laughs> so we'll see. But anyway, yeah, just keep an update. My or keep updated. My social media is at sav.speakslife. Um, and I always post what's going on there. So that'll be great. But anyway, yeah, this was a wonderful episode. Yeah, I'm really glad you came on. Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you share this with your friends. I think this is a good episode to share with your pro-life and your pro-abortion friends. I think this is something, I think we can all at least be a little outraged about the 180 days. I think yeah. that's just, I can't stop thinking and, about that. And the man, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. That, and the fact, just the whole story. The fact that the yeah. man gave the woman, like, this is the definition of men controlling women. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that is what that is. So, yeah. I think every woman we can this is one we can all lock arms and be frustrated yeah. with so share this yeah. episode with all of your friends and if you liked it make sure you rate review subscribe if it was on apple podcast spotify youtube uh stitcher all the other places that this is somehow sent to uh, amazon audible wherever um uh, make sure you rate review subscribe tell all your friends and like i said have a great night day evening however wherever you're listening bye bye Yay!